0: Welcome to Like A Yogi Does Season 2. This podcast is an exploration. Exploring different ways of being. Exploring different ways of moving through the world. Exploring different ideas for how to live a life that truly lights you up. It's not about following someone else's path. It's not about following someone else's rules or someone else's direction. It's about finding something that fits you and living by that. It's about making your life yours. It's about truly living. It's about navigating the ups and downs, the beauty and ugliness of this world and finding ease in it all. So take a moment, settle in, find a deep breath in, let it go and just be open to what is held in this podcast. Take with you what serves and leave behind what doesn't
1: and make this life yours, because you only get one chance. It was just this insight into a new way of living and mm-hmm. always struggle with anxiety, always struggled with body image, mm-hmm. always struggled with this feeling of self-loathing and just like, feeling like there must be more but not really knowing what that looked like or what that even meant you know like yeah there's just a the part of you that's like this can't be what life is like this is really hard I I went to a yoga class and it yeah like sounds cliche but it changed my life for me it was I just felt like I was being seen for the first time and somebody believed in me mentally I had this kind of this realization that you know i could change my life you know i had this new had these new tools to look after myself with and it felt really good i can heal myself and mm-hmm. that feels really empowering guys i'm so excited to share this episode with you i have the beautiful incredible wonderful
0: m huckstab who is a true business rebel she started her business because she knew that there was more to life, that she wanted to write her own rules and live a life that truly served her and lit her up and supported her in her mental health and in just being a human being. She now helps women create businesses that support them and light them up and she moves with this human first approach. The fact that we are human, we feel everything and it's time that we start embracing that. In today's episode we talk about Em's journey with anxiety, trauma but also how yoga was the first step in creating a life that she truly wanted to live, in empowering her and giving her choice in the way she moved through the world and yoga was the first step in opening up this crazy new world that she now gets to live, this beautiful life that she's created for herself and this amazing business that she is now using to serve and help others. So dive into this episode, be open to the magic, the wonder, the w- wisdom nuggets that are held within this and I cannot wait. is your story or background like what's led you to where you are now who are you
1: okay um so I am a human-centered business coach and what that means is I help people build businesses but through the lens of being a human and focusing on your unique qualities and expertise and quirks so that you can build a business that works for you. Um, I work mostly with people on their marketing and their branding strategies and really helping them feel confident with who they are and what they're selling to the world. Um, a bit of background about me, so my my kind of like, you know, let's say work background is marketing and branding. Um, not brand design, but branding from... The perspective of who you are, how you're portraying yourself, you know, how you actually establish yourself as a brand within a niche or an industry. Um, I worked in marketing for a long, long time. Before that, I worked in retail, um, and hated it. You know, I'm not. I I am not someone that's cut out for a nine to five job. Or um, actually, no, I say I. That's a lie. I'm not someone who's cut out to be told what to do by other people. That's that's actually what it is because I. <laughs> kind of actually work nine to five myself so it's not that it's I'm not very good at being told what to do um so mm-hmm. that's like my work background my my personal background is that I um I'm a yoga teacher a yoga fanatic my practice of yoga you know this be is different now to how it was when I first found yoga um, but I'm a a seeker a spiritual person you know I'm always looking for more meaning from life Um, and I live in Bournemouth on the coast with my husband and my dog and I live a pretty simple life you know I think over the years I've really worked hard to find out who I am and what I enjoy and I now yeah just find pleasure in really simple things like going in the sea and walking my dog and trying to surf and just (laughs) hanging out with my husband so yeah that's kind of me in a nutshell amazing
0: what would you say was the thing that led you to starting your own business instead of doing what someone else tells you to do and following that nine-to-five corporate world
1: Um, that's a really good question. And I don't think there was one moment where I kind of thought I'm going to start a business. Mm. I think it was a cumulative kind of number of events and instances where I was working for other people and just, just didn't feel like I was myself. I didn't feel valued. I didn't feel respected. I didn't feel heard. And I never felt encouraged to be myself. And I remember distinctly, You know, if I were to pinpoint it to a moment of maybe not me thinking I'm going to start a business, but a moment of I'm not going to keep going the way I'm going. I was working on on a a comms team, a communications team for local government, and everyone was nice. I got on, I had friends there, Um, but I remember wanting to write a piece that I thought was really interesting on, you know, something that was going on locally and was basically told in no uncertain terms that if you write that you will not have a job so you cannot write it you I was essentially being silenced and what I was writing about was a social issue a cultural issue it was a social justice issue but the councillors you know the people above the you know the middle-aged white guys in suits didn't want to rock the boat you know it was a conservative um kind of um i'm so out of politics now but it was a conservative constituency <laughs> and you know they didn't want to write about anything that was potentially different and i just remember having this conversation with my boss and her boss who was like my big boss and i was I, I, I rate and I got sent home because mm. I was angry. I got sent home because I was angry and I was crying and I was like, this is not right. This like, how can we, how can we do this? And that moment for me, I was just like what the fuck am I doing? Mm. I am playing a game and giving all this power to these, to these men and the people that need a voice don't have a voice and I can't even give them a voice and it just made me realize that if I wanted to help people you know because mm. we all start a business generally because we want to help people yeah we want to make money I want to make money but <laughs> we want to help people and I was like if I can really help people then it's going to be outside of this you know confines of, of business it's going to be on my terms um, and that was I think that probably was the moment that was a catalyst and I remember again, the same job, I quit that job to go train as a yoga teacher. And it's funny now because I asked my boss, I was like, look, it's only six weeks, I'll be in India, and then I can come back. And she was like, no. And I was just like, okay, fine, fuck your job. I don't want to (laughs) work in a shitty job where they don't respect people enough to go and let them do some training. And it's funny now because some of the the guys from that office, they watch my stories on Instagram. They never message me, but they watch my stories. So if you're listening to this as well, oh, hi, I'm doing really well. I hope <laughs> you're good. Um, if you want to start a business and leave that job, come and look me up. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I can't even remember what your original question was, but um, oh, what, when, what made me want to start a business? I think it was just this knowing that there was more for me and this knowing that to truly help people you're not really ever going to do that in most you know corporate environments you just won't you won't you won't even touch the surface with the impact you want to make um and that's really sad but that's the truth that's the reality you know in those um in those environments all of the money all of the power all of the impact is driven up it's never spread you know and so yeah i just i'm just you know I'm not the kind of person that can that can go along with that um so yeah over the next few years this all happened um but yeah it probably was that moment actually.
0: Wow and it's so true we live in a world where the people at the top make the decisions they get all the power they have all the benefits and you're like you're making money for other people and you're making money for other people to thrive and to have power and to have choice but you never really get it yourself until you decide that you're going to go and be as powerful as they are
1: yeah that's it I think you know we all have not not everyone you know we have to Mm. to acknowledge that I'm privileged to be able to quit my job because not everyone can do that but Mm. if you are in that position where you have that privilege then you should do something with it you know and Mm. you know make changes because the ripple effect, you know, I think with what I'm doing, it's it's funny in coaching because coaching recently has gotten a bad rep, you know, but actually the reality is it's it's it, people are afraid of things like this because they uplift the people that wouldn't otherwise have a chance to start their own business, you know, and that is that is a force for good. Any anything or any kind of movement or opportunity that gives people more money, more opportunity, more freedom is a good thing right and online business enables that for people so yeah I'm so glad now that I'm doing Mm. this and helping more women um make more money and have the freedom they want and not not sitting in yeah an office getting frustrated at my boss how has um your business evolved because I know you did your teacher
0: training and you were quite wellness focused to start with and you were a coach as well weren't you
1: yeah yeah so my it's been a real evolution um Mm -hmm. and it really started by me finding yoga and becoming a vegan Mm -hmm. probably I went vegan I'm no longer vegan just disclaimer I am plant-based but I do eat some fish um and eggs but I mean I was vegan for nine years and I went I was brought up vegetarian um But yeah, going vegan and finding yoga for me was like, you know, I think it's quite common now, but it was just this insight into a new way of living. And Mm -hmm. as somebody who's always struggled with anxiety and mental health issues, you know, openly, I'll talk about the fact that I've had trauma like big T and little T, and I've had anxiety. And what now I can see probably as some form of post-traumatic stress, you know, especially from big T, but always struggled with anxiety, always struggled with body image, Mm -hmm. always struggled with this feeling of self-loathing and just like feeling like there must be more, but not really knowing what that looked like or what that even meant. You know, like there's just a part of you that's like, this can't be what life is. Like, this is really hard. And yeah, it's still really hard, but i I went to a yoga class and it yeah like sounds cliche but it changed my life I was in downward dog and I it's probably the worst downward dog anybody's ever seen in their life because I was like my feet and my hands were too close together my shoulders were collapsed and I didn't really know what I was doing and it didn't feel good <laughs> but I went back and I went back and it was just at a local gym and then I found an ashtanga class and I got really into ashtanga um because I had a really good teacher that makes Mm -hmm. all the difference when you have a teacher that believes in you and that pushes you in a compassionate way that doesn't say do a headstand or any of that but actually says like you know for me it was I just felt like I was being seen for the first time and somebody believed in me and so I went like four or five times a week Um, this was whilst I was working at that Mm -hmm. job actually and I would go religiously and I got really physically fit from doing it but mentally I had this kind of this realization that you know I I could change my life basically Mm -hmm. and I started practicing at home and I just became obsessed you know how it is with yoga (laughs) it's like a drug Um, and I started meditating Mm -hmm. and it's funny because I mean it shows how much has changed in the last like you know seven or eight years but Mm. um I remember googling how to meditate and thinking that the only way to meditate was to have mala beads and to count 108 (laughs) and that is a form of meditation that's obviously Mm. very traditional you know and you know for a lot of people that's a really sacred practice Mm. um but I just remember thinking I don't have mala beads I can't meditate and I didn't really know how to I was like what do I just sit and I I remember sitting in like full lotus and being like this is horrible and then found the app um insight timer which I still have now but at the time it had like 100 meditations I was like okay this is amazing um anyway I then trained as a yoga teacher um I did 100 hours in the UK and then I went and did 200 hours in India and then I did 50 hours yin and I just loved it. And I mm-hmm. started teaching yoga. Ian and I moved away from the town that we'd been in for a long time. Um, we lived in a van for six months, and that was really just our kind of sign to the universe of like, we're ready to do something different. Let's see what opportunities come up. Um, and I was, you know, teaching whilst I was out there, and it got really, really into my vegan cooking and raw making and food and just again became kind of borderline obsessed with like health and wellness but I would say not in a negative detrimental way more in a kind of self-love you know I had this new had these new tools to look after myself with and it felt really good um and I was never restrictive with it but it was more like I can heal myself mm-hmm. and it feels really empowering um and yeah that kind of grew from there I was building up my freelance marketing work on the side and then there came a point where we moved to Bournemouth and I'd been teaching yoga for a while at a studio um and I was still doing freelance marketing and I had also you know in that time trained as a health coach and an NLP coach um, and a life coach and my the, the scales kind of tipped i always say that this happens when you're early on in business like especially if you have a side hustle and you're like when is it going to get to that point it takes a few years for the scales to tip from what you've been doing to kind of come down and then what you want to do starts to lift up and then you can make that switch and i'd say it took about three years total um and i started coaching people i was health coaching but i soon realized i didn't want a health coach and mm-hmm. i was would- giving like business advice and marketing advice and sales advice because that's what I love and all of a sudden people are like you've built a yoga business you quit your job you've done this can you teach me I was like yeah fuck yeah I can I love it Um, so it was a real natural kind of segue into how my business is now but I think that's a good thing because it shows that I'm passionate about what I do Um, so yeah lots of twists and turns there's no there's never a simple answer to that kind of question (laughs) not with me anyway it's
0: not though because we're human and life isn't linear we kind of think that we're like going to go from here to here but it's like up and down wiggly windy you go backwards forwards and yeah like that whole human approach is it's not linear and Mm -hmm. I think your story shows that like you are in some way whatever you believe in guided in some way even if it's just opportunities come up and you're open to them or like you kind of follow that little voice in yourself that intuition going oh I'm going to go and explore this and yeah actually people are asking me for this why don't I explore this I think so many people get stuck on this is what I'm doing I can't see anything else And then they they miss the most magical opportunities that are surrounding them because they're so fixated on a certain specific outcome.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Mm. There's, you know, there's so much power in listening to, yeah, listening to your gut and asking yourself, like constantly checking in, does this feel right? Does this feel like a good choice for me? Does this feel misaligned? Does this feel like an opportunity? And there's no right or wrong. It's not black and white, but it's just... I think reminding yourself that only you have the power to change the course of your life if you want to doesn't have to be drastically you know I think sometimes people think if I'm going to change my life it has to be like I quit my job I move (laughs) abroad I like you know elope or whatever it is but actually it can just be something really small Mm -hmm. that will have a huge impact but when you're guided by yeah that gut reaction everything Mm -hmm. just feels better even if it's hard you know
0: yeah life isn't easy but we can move through life with ease that's what I like to think that it's like life is hard sometimes but it's how you choose to move through those hard moments it's how you choose to like settle into those hard moments and the tools that you use to get through them instead of just being like fighting against yourself always
1: yeah yeah I really love that you sh- that should be your um you should put that on a t-shirt <laughs> or like a tote bag life isn't easy but you get to move through life with ease yeah like life isn't easy <laughs> no I like it I like it it's true
0: it's very true I lo- it's something that I I think about quite a lot because a lot of like manifestation stuff tell you like oh you just get in flow and it's easy and it's like it's not easy life is not easy it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows like being human is hard and it's okay that it is hard and it's just choosing how you move through
1: those different things I think I think yoga
0: teaches us that
1: (laughs) yoga teaches
0: us more to what you see than what you actually see
1: god yeah I mean that's why I love yin yoga I mean I think people have this huge misconception about Yin that it's like t- super chill, super relaxed. You're just going to feel like open and yummy, and yeah, you do. But if if you haven't sit in fucking sleeping, sat in sleeping swamp for seven or eight minutes, you do not know what discomfort is. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. You get to the point you're like, what the fuck is going on with my body? I think I'm going to die. Is my leg breaking? Is my knee breaking? And obviously, we don't want to advocate for pain, but it's like that bitter sweetness you know you go through the bitter and then you have the sweetness um, and a lot of yin is like that you know it's mm. not comfortable it's not painful but it's not comfortable <laughs> and, it, and, and your brain is forced to sit with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yin can be one of the most confronting
0: practices mm. ever because a good teacher allows you to sit in silence and it's for some people it's like oh my god I've not actually sat with no distractions forever. Like, no. I can remember on my yoga teacher training, my teacher asked me, she was like, when was the last time you just did nothing? So, like, oh my God, I don't think I've ever just done nothing. Because we're <laughs> constantly, like, distracted.
1: Yeah. Not even for, like, I think as well it's, like, to do nothing for a prolonged time. Mm-hmm. Like, not just a minute. A minute feels like <laughs> an hour. Um, but, yeah, to kind of just sit and contemplate and to mm. let your I think that's one of the scariest things is, you know, a lot of the reason people avoid meditation is because they feel like, what if my mind wanders? It's like, well, let it wander. Like, so what? You can bring it back, but let it go to those places that you don't let it go to Mm. what comes up. See what's there. See what's hiding
0: underneath this layer that you've built up for yourself. Yeah, definitely. And also it's, I think it's learning to be okay with discomfort because Whether you choose to stay where you are or choose to make that change and change your life, whether it's big or small, there's discomfort either way. There's the discomfort of being like, oh, I hate where I am. I don't want to be here. This isn't in alignment with who I am. Or there's the discomfort of growth. And I think yoga teaches us that
1: you've got to be okay with discomfort to be a human being. Yeah. And I've used so much of like that learning of discomfort in my business and I teach it to all my students you know I've I've worked with hundreds of women now and I've worked with you know mostly I'd say mostly new entrepreneurs mostly new business owners and I don't think there's been a single person that I have worked with that has not felt the growing pains of starting a business (laughs) you know because it's that's the harsh reality is that when you start a business you, not only do you have to wear your heart on your sleeve because you put your your you're literally creating something and putting it out to the world for judgment and for them to say mm, no we don't like that or no we don't want that and <laughs> um, so it's vulnerable but you're going to learn things that you've never done before I mean mm-hmm you know, people come to me because they want to learn marketing, sales, how to create offers that sell, how to structure their business, how to manage that, manage their time. If, if you've never done that before, that shit is really hard. It's really difficult. You have to learn how to be your own boss so that, cause nobody's going to come and say like, okay, now you can clock off and get that <laughs> report to me by Monday and whatever it is, you have to be your own, you know, fire starter. and that that can be so challenging so if you can bring those principles of yoga into your business then you learn that again to 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 see the good side of that discomfort it doesn't have to be the end of the world you know
0: yeah definitely setting deadlines is a hard one when you're
1: you're like, it's fine I'll just put it off (laughs) yeah I really like working under pressure um Mm. I, I would never encourage my clients to do that but I love a deadline if I have a self-imposed deadline nothing really happens if it's externally accountable Mm. I won't do anything for weeks and then right up to that moment I'm like go 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 and I kind of I kind of thrive on that like um (laughs) on that way of working but Mm.
0: I know exactly what you mean I'll set myself a deadline and it won't be until like the day before that I actually do Mm -hmm. do. (laughs) you need that pressure to just do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm interrupting this podcast to tell you about my newest workshop, Nurture Joy and Embrace Pleasure. We get so weighed down by the crap that we have to do as grown-ups. We get stuck in the challenges we face every day. We harden our edges so that we are able to navigate the darkness of being a human being. But all we do is cut ourselves off from the magic the wonder, the beauty, the joy that we're surrounded by in this incredible life and it's time that we start to relish in the pleasure and joy of being a human being, it's time that we start to relish in the joy that we get to live and be alive, it's time that we start finding joy and pleasure in our everyday, in our bodies, in our minds and in our everyday life. This workshop is a combination of movement, stillness, and a guided space of healing. We move in our bodies. We laugh, we play, we explore, and then we settle into stillness. We come into a place of release, a place of letting go, a place of just allowing yourself to be supported and held and seen and heard. And it's an opportunity for you to find your power, for you to find that joy within and reconnect to this place of pleasure. the very end there is a guided relaxation where you will leave feeling floaty and ultimately just incredible you will leave with this sense of ease peace pleasure and joy like m said yoga is an opportunity to explore it's an opportunity to find a new way of being it's an opportunity to reconnect to yourself so that the life that you live the choices that you make and the life that you create for yourself actually lights you up and gives you what you want if this is something that you want to explore, if you want more joy, if you want more pleasure, go to my website like a yogi does, click on workshops and rituals and there you will find everything you need to book, to explore and just dive into this workshop. Click on that link in the show notes, find your place because don't you want more joy and pleasure and ease in your life? starting a business is one of the biggest personal growth journeys you will ever go on
1: Hmm. I think that's
0: what I learned from starting a business is you learn so much about yourself oh my god yes because you have to
1: I always say starting a business is like going to therapy (laughs) sooner or later you're gonna have to face your shit there you go that's my t-shirt we've both got (laughs) um because it's so true like again if we talk about let's you know let's talk about trauma everyone's favorite mm-hmm. subject it's you know it's true if you've had some experience either when you were a child or as an adult and you haven't faced it or dealt with it or at least had compassion for that experience it will show up in your business it will your business is like this very strange mirror that you're holding up to yourself and it's like a mirror that wraps around your entire body And you can see everything you might not want to look but eventually your eyes are going to go to that point and you're going to have to see this part of you and it's beautiful because you see your strengths right there's so many things i mean uh, you know having worked with you myself and you came through one of my programs Mm -hmm. i feel like you really witnessed some of your strengths coming through and your abilities and the things that you're so proud of. And that you're like, maybe I wouldn't have seen that as positively mm-hmm. before, but now I can see that as like a real benefit to my business. Um, But we also have to face those darker sides of us, you know, like <laughs> jealousy insecurity, comparison, those stem from an experience that we've, that we've had. And they really come up, especially now that we have so much social media and so, such an online presence, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's very confronting to have to deal with those darker emotions and those darker feelings, because what can happen and what I see so often is people think there's something wrong with them. And Mm. actually there's nothing wrong with you. It is just like you're a human, like you say. And so when, when I talk about human centered business, it's being your whole self Mm. and not being afraid of those parts of you and working with them to uncover something that maybe you need to heal or, or working with them so that you can turn it into a strength or just owning that you feel that way and knowing that that doesn't make you a bad business owner you know if you have anxiety you can still make millions of pounds if you have experienced trauma you can still run an amazing team if you have depression you can still build the empire of your dreams whatever it is it doesn't have to be black and white it's so nuanced um but the reality is that that those things will come forward they will you can't run from them you can't hide from them Um, and actually it's like a it's like a gateway to therapy if you want to heal yourself start a business because (laughs) (laughs) you'll sooner or later you'll be dealing with all of your all of your shit Mm, because your business like you say is a mirror and it's a your business
0: is a reflection of you, what you put out into the world, how you talk to the world, how you interact with the world is a reflection of you. And I think when you start a business, it becomes really clear yeah. what you're acting and how you're showing up. Like it shows up in every area of your life normally, but we're not very good at noticing it. And we're very good at just kind of like one, blaming others or two, kind of just pushing it to the side. But when it's your business and it's a reflection of who you are, you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> I have to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, you
1: can't hide. Mm
0: -mm. (laughs) No. How do you find managing and kind of working your way through your anxiety and your trauma and all that you feel as a human being running a business, how do you support yourself in all of it?
1: Um, I think it's always changing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it starts with boundaries around... Mm -hmm. know how you work and how much of you you're willing to bring to your work um and you know boundaries around like so for example for me i have really strong boundaries around how i use social media um i'm an anxious person and i'm a human you know it's my natural inclination to compare and judge you know we all do it and if we say we don't we're lying we do but it's what you choose to do with that and so for me I know that because I'm susceptible to that, I have really, really strong boundaries. So I rarely go on Instagram and look at other people's um, feeds. I re- I don't really follow anybody else within my industry unless I'm like a, a business friend with them or like they're a colleague in some way or I admire them and look up to them. I generally have a rule with Instagram as well. like Only follow people that educate you, inspire you or motivate you. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else... You know, mute them and follow them. That's your prerogative. I, I really kind of lean into that a lot. Um, so boundaries is number one. And then I have a lot of tools that I use on a daily basis. Um, you know, I don't have children, um, by choice and, you know, part of that choice is because I love time to myself and, i mean ian will tell you this my husband the only reason that i can be married to him and that we have a great relationship is because i'm i give so much time to myself um and that works for me and i Mm. i like that but you know it's like in the morning i do a lot of practices and rituals you know eft i'm now eft trained i love eft i do breath work yoga i meditate meditation is probably like i'd say like my, my top non-negotiable. If I can't do anything else, but I can do five minutes of meditation, then that's fine. Um, I journal a lot. Um, and I have rituals. Like I make myself, you know, hot, yummy drinks and I work out and I go for walks on the beach and I swim in the sea. Um, all of those things, whether I do them all or just one help me feel more, more me, more human. And it's not about having the perfect, you know, 10 checklist point (laughs) morning routine, but it's about putting yourself first before you step out into the world, before you speak to clients, before you shop on Instagram, before you even deal with your partner or your family. If you have a family, it's about having just a moment to yourself. Now, mine will look different to everybody else's, but mine works for me. Mm. Um, And you know, I think the other thing as well is with things like, you know, anxiety, I've always been an anxious person. You know, it's, it's always about compassion and not giving yourself a hard time. One of the worst things that I can do if I'm feeling anxious is to berate myself for feeling anxious. Mm -hmm. And one of the best things I can do is to sit with that anxiety and be like, okay, I'm anxious. All right. Now what can we breathe into this? Do we need to write something out? Do we need to talk to somebody? Mm -hmm. Um, and trying to figure it out, with compassion above anything else. Um, So I'd say, yeah, those two things, boundaries, boundaries around, you know, how you work, how you show up, who you say yes to, even like um, boundaries with where you give your energy, you know, it's taken me a long time to be able to say no to people. Mm -hmm. Like I now don't work with every single person that wants to work with me because I get to choose. Um, We all get to choose, even though it doesn't feel like that. so you're yeah, having really strong boundaries. Um, and you know, I think anybody wanting to work on their boundaries, just start with a list. What do I want to start saying yes to? And what do I want to start saying no to? And mm-hmm. just, you know, there's no right way to do that, but just let that list grow and evolve. And that will give you an indication as to where you need to set or readdress boundaries. Um, and then, you know, have those rituals and routines, those habits that, You can come back to that ground you. Yeah, massively. And it's kind of to me, that
0: idea of giving to yourself first means that you're able to then give to others. It's that cliche you can't give from an empty cup. And it's, yeah. Don't give yourself that time before you start showing up in ways that don't align to who you are. You start projecting things onto other people and you're not able to actually move in a way that is true to who you are. And then I think it (laughs) snowballs from there because then you're like, oh, my God, I, I did this and I didn't really mean to do this. Or I said this and I didn't mean to do this or I was horrible to that person and I didn't really mean it. Everything starts with how we treat ourselves, and if we're able to give ourselves that time, and we're able to show up with love, then you're able to do that for other people.
1: Yeah, and I think I, I think some people really struggle with that idea of mm. like love and compassion, yeah. um, and because it doesn't come naturally to so many of us, you know, as we know, it takes a, a long fucking time to build up to a mm. point where you love yourself, yeah. but you can start with just accepting. And accepting, you know, that's why in EFT, you know, that's why we use the phrase, I accept myself anyway. Because when you can start with that neutral acceptance, like, okay, I feel anxious or I'm having a hard time, all of a sudden you're one step closer towards feeling better um, by simply accept- accepting your situation. And I think as well for a lot of people, you know, again, from all of the people that I've worked with, Time, time is huge, you know. And yes, again, I'm privileged. I don't have children. I don't really have any responsibilities other than myself and my dog. Um, but there are people out there who do have responsibilities who maybe do work in a job that maybe they're shift workers or maybe they have, you know, kids or whatever it is. But I will always say, is there space in your morning or your day or even your evening? You know? is there just is there space for you to have just two minutes two minutes where you pause and you breathe and you close your eyes and you connect to yourself and you just ask yourself how do I feel what do I need you know and start there because again you know we've talked about this before but there's so much pressure to to for this stuff to look perfect, mm. and for it to be like, oh my god, I love myself. I do all of this stuff, and that's not the point here at all. The point is to know what you need and what works for you, and to find your version of, of that.
0: Yeah, we live in a world that teaches us that who we are is wrong, and that mm. what we feel is wrong, and that we have to change everything about who we, are. we have to show up in a completely different way. And I have. The, the, one of my favorite quotes is um, learning to love and accept yourself is a rebellious act. Mm. It's actually one of like, it goes against everything we're taught and everything we believe. And so, yeah, the idea of loving yourself might feel so far away right now, but it's taking the steps. It's realizing that it's a journey to love yourself and that you don't go from berating yourself and punishing yourself and hating on yourself to loving yourself. No. It's going, I'm going to step in that direction and accepting yourself
1: yes definitely going okay I'm human yeah okay (laughs) yeah yeah and that spans so many things doesn't it business Mm -hmm. life relationships you know there is no perfect it's just one step closer to being okay with who you are and not and not (laughs) trying to to not trying to hate yourself Mm. and I think allowing it to shift
0: and evolve as you shift and evolve Mm. because Like we said before, this journey of being a human being is not linear and you won't always be the same. And so you have to allow space for things to change and evolve and the idea of getting something perfect and then just sticking with that. It won't be perfect for very long because
1: you'll change
0: and you'll grow and you'll evolve and life will throw things your way and suddenly it doesn't work anymore.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I really feel like there's kind of two two sides to this like the you know lockdown and the pandemic Mm -hmm. really taught everyone that you know things can spanners can be thrown into the works and we don't have a huge amount of control over a lot of things but it's also a reminder of the things that you do have control over Mm -hmm. um and I mean for me personally one of the biggest things that's changed is just starting to age and you know I'm yes I'm only 34 but when I got into this work, I was like in my twenties and I was doing so much yoga my body was like, you know, a pretzel and it was strong and it was lean and I could like bend it in all these ways. And I remember, I remember getting to the point where I could like, I was doing handstands and splits and all these arm balances and probably like the fittest, strongest in my life. And then I started getting injuries and then I started, you know, feeling my body aging and getting a bit more tired. Like, yes, I'm still young, but I'm not you know I'm 34 I'm not 24 and Mm. that's something that I think especially a lot of women notice you know another change might be that yeah you have a baby or you get you know you move house or I don't know whatever you move abroad you find a relationship Um, Mm. but there are there are always going to be these changes you know and I think one of the things that again it comes down to acceptance like I've had to accept that I'm getting older and aging is a privilege, you know, like so many people don't get the opportunity to grow old. And so it's about adapting with these changes rather than Mm -hmm. fighting them and seeing it as a new challenge, seeing it as like, okay, what do I need to shift and adjust now Mm -hmm. so that, you know, this work suits me and meets me where I am. And I'm not trying to be that younger version of myself, you know, because that's almost worse trying to replicate yeah. you from the previous version because you'll never do it
0: Mm-mm.
1: no and like it's like you say it's
0: meeting yourself where you are now instead of how you think you should be or where you were before and I know that's something I've struggled with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. trying to like replicate something that I once was and almost feeling almost going back to the place of punishing myself because I was wasn't where I once was and it's actually you're a human being and I think you change throughout your lifetime but you also change as a woman throughout your month and it's Mm. like sometimes you'll be tired and things just won't flow very easily and you'll be irritable and you'll feel fragile and you'll feel frustrated and then sometimes you'll feel on top of the
1: world and
0: all of those things are valid and all of those things are okay because again you're a human being
1: Yeah. Yeah and you can't fight these things because they're going to happen not to everyone but you know we all have some form of cycle even if we just follow the cycle of the moon or you know the seasons i think Mm. like you said at the beginning of when we got on this call you know for a lot of people january is a slow start especially if you're you're in northern hemisphere then it's a slow start because we are still in the depths of winter Mm. And we berate ourselves for not like coming straight out of the, you know, the pen, like preparing <laughs> to go. It's like, no, we're hibernating. We are mm. like literally slowing down. We don't want to, you know, some people might, but mm. again, it's like everyone's different and that's cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. And like, when you look outside your window and all the plants and all of nature is hibernating and preparing for spring, preparing to like bloom it's okay that we're doing the same because we are part of that and it's also okay if that's not you and you're, you come out as a new year and you're like yes I'm ready to go like it's it's not having any rules or expectations over who you are who you should be it's meeting yourself where you are and allowing yourself to be there and just mm. leaning into that leaning into who you really are instead of trying to be something different
1: yeah 100% <sighs>
0: Um okay, I have a question. What are you most passionate about sharing in this chapter of your life?
1: Oh, I like that. Um I think I'm gonna have to think about that. What am I most passionate about sharing? Do you mean with my like community in the audience or just anything?
0: any any area of your life that you just feel like I want to talk about this I want to share this in family and friends business your community whatever
1: I think for me personally I've I've kind of I mean it's not my phrase I don't know where it comes from but um I'm saying this is my mantra for the year I mean what I say and I say what I mean um I don't know where that comes from but something that I've always struggled with is speaking my total honest raw unfiltered mm-hmm. filtered truth I'm pretty mouthy I'm unopinionated you know I, mm-hmm. I say things that I feel I wear my heart on my sleeve mm-hmm. but not in every situation and I last year especially caught myself filtering myself a lot especially on social media and marketing mm-hmm. and you know I've worked a long time on being who I am being okay with that but even I found myself not fully like I'd say like probably going 80% all in mm-hmm. and this year I was like why what do I need like why am I holding back what do I need to get to that hundred you know or even to go beyond that because yeah. I have very strong thoughts and feelings and opinions and why shouldn't I share them mm-hmm. and I realized that there's still and I think a lot of people still feel this there is still so much fear around being judged. Um, and last year I, last year I had, um, an incident where, you know, it was the first time I really was like trolled. Um, and I think that's everyone's worst nightmare because we hold back because we're afraid of people judging us. And then, so when somebody does judge you, you're like, Oh shit, it's going to happen. But when you realize nothing bad will happen from that you know generally speaking nothing bad happens it's just somebody sharing their opinion Mm. um you know whatever that might might be um you start to realize that okay nothing bad can actually happen for me sharing my opinion obviously Mm -hmm. you know it goes without saying that you, you can't spread anything that's hateful towards you know anybody else or you know whatever but if you know generally speaking you sharing your opinion is just you sharing your opinion. And people might judge you, yeah, sure, but so what? And I had this, yeah, just this kind of calling recently to be even more honest and even more open and to talk about like, yeah, stuff that I've gone through in the past that has shaped mm-hmm. me and made me who I am mm-hmm. and to not fear it as much, mm-hmm. you know, because what's the point? Um, Recently, somebody I know passed away and, It was, you know, it was obviously very sad and like devastating for her her family. Um, And it made me really reflective, made me really grateful for this life I had, because again, you know, we don't all have the privilege of aging and growing up. Um, It also made me want to not hold back even more, you know, like people not everyone has the opportunity to speak up and speak out. And I think this goes back to, you know, the reason I left my job is that I want to speak up for not just myself, but for other people. And I'm still learning how to do that. I'm not Mm -hmm. perfect. Do not get me wrong. I I still don't really know what I'm doing a lot of the time. Um, But I want to talk more about things that are important to me and to other people. Um, And I think that spans, you know, me personally, but also business because what i want to share more of with my community is that it's safe to share your opinions so if i can do that and lead with that then essentially it's teaching other people that it's safe for them to do it as well because the number one thing again i think that most people reach out to me for is that they're afraid at the core they're afraid of being themselves and sharing that version of them with the world so they try and fit themselves into a box they try and shape their opinions they try and play small they're afraid of whatever so if I can be more me then I can help other people be more them um, and we can all be successful whilst doing that.
0: Mm. And I think there's so much power in standing proud and tall and who you really are and what Mm. really makes you you and if you can share more about that, then you're only creating more space for other people to do the same. And what a beautiful world. If we're all actually like, yeah, this is who I am. Yeah. Like the weirder you are, the more quirky you are, the weirder, like crazy weird things that you do in public, the more you create space for other people
1: to go, this is me. I can yeah. do it too. A hundred percent. And I always think like, I mean. My best friend and i as, as, as an example of this you know i've always done this with ian but if you think about in a relationship if there's a conflict you know it's so easy to ignore it or to hide away from it or to pretend it's not there or to like say a little bit of how you feel but not fully um and it's easier when you are in a a, a romantic relationship because there is a closeness there that you know is inherent you can tell somebody how you feel much easier um But in things like platonic relationships with friends or with clients or with your audience or your community, there feels like more of a barrier because it's almost like there's more at risk because that relationship isn't maybe strong enough, you think, to withhold your true judgment. Um, But my best friend and I, Lisa, had our like, I'd say our first proper conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, it's quite funny now, we were in the gym and we had an argument and we were both crying on the gym floor, like hugging each other, talking it out. And it was the first time, you know, that we were, we've had honest conversations in the past, but we were just truly honest with each other. And it's made our relationship even stronger. Mm -hmm. And I just use that as an example, because I think if we can have more opportunities to be us, feeling safe, you know, and feeling like we don't have to hide, we're not going to lose anybody. If we actually show up with ourselves, then yeah, there's so much power there because if you can do that with your friends, then you can do that with your community, then you can do that with your clients. You can set better boundaries with your clients, um, and it has that ripple effect, you know. So yeah, yeah.
0: definitely, that raw rawness creates space for true, real connection. Yeah, and connection that is so much stronger than that surface level just like oh yeah I like you you're my best friend but actually that real deep connection is what we all crave I think as human beings we crave connection we crave that community and when we're allowed to be ourselves and we're real and authentic and raw
1: we create space for that yeah yeah and the more we do that then the more other people have the permission to do it themselves as well I think that's something to remember you know when you when you set a boundary when you speak your truth when you show up as you are you doing that might impact just one person but imagine Mm -hmm. how much power that has because that person might do it and then impact one more person and then all of a sudden we've got a community of people actually saying what they mean yes a ripple and suddenly
0: the world is a much brighter place (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um, so if anyone listening to this is like so inspired by what you're sharing, they fully are loving your openness and everything you're sharing. What? How can they work with you? What have you got coming up? What are you doing right
1: now? Um, so depending on when this goes out, but the next thing that I have coming up is my signature program, Rebel Business School. It's an intimate group program for new entrepreneurs or business owners who've been in business for Either like zero to six months or up to 18 months to two years, but maybe not seeing the results they want. And it really is a program that is built on the foundations of an online business. So we cover offer creation, marketing, selling, positioning, attraction of your clients, the back end of your business. Um, there's a lot on sales because I love selling, um, but it's a really great program. So that's coming up. Um, And then I have one-on-one coaching as well, which is for people who want to go deeper into the mindset element and the strategy of, you know, what it takes to build a successful business. Um, I have Instagram at mhuckstep and that's also the name of my website. And I have a podcast, Rebel Business, so you can listen to me on there and hear business tips, insights, all of that good stuff.
0: Amazing. Yes, and I would highly recommend
1: working with them.
0: She's incredible. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, okay, one more question. Yeah. If you could give one piece of advice to people listening, what would it be?
1: Mm, one piece of advice. Um, I would just say to just start taking messy action today, whatever that means, whatever that looks like. Whatever you want to work on, whether it is starting a business or getting your first client or building a morning routine or starting to swim in the sea, do one thing right now today, as soon as you get off Mm. of this podcast (laughs) and it doesn't have to be perfect, just has to be something Um, because I think procrastination and perfection are the biggest blocks to people going after what they want um and that's okay that's understandable but you can work with that and you do that by Mm. taking messy action and just 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 fucking going for it whatever that is start small focus on compounding your efforts and eventually you'll get to where you want to get to
0: yeah it's like a snowball effect you just have to take that first step and then suddenly
1: it's all changed (laughs) yeah yeah that (laughs) first terrifying step (laughs) And it doesn't get easier. It's all uphill from that. No, I'm (laughs) shaking. It's a lot of uphill and eventually it feels a lot easier, but yeah, just start, just Mm -hmm. start. Yeah, definitely.
0: Oh, um, (laughs) thank you so much for being on my podcast. Um, Is there anything else you want to share or is that kind of covered everything?
1: I think that's it. I think we talked about a lot. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. no, I've loved this conversation. That hour has gone so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching the clock thinking, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you, Yogis, for listening. It's been my absolute privilege and joy to share these words of wisdom from M. Huckstab. What was your biggest takeaway? For me, I think it was the fact that we get a choice, that no matter what, we get to choose how we spend our time, we get to choose the life that we create for ourselves. It is our life, it is our choice. And it just takes a few steps to start getting the ball rolling and in the right direction. So let me know your biggest takeaway. Share it on your stories, drop into my DMs. Tell me what you took away from this podcast. And if you want to join the workshop, the link is in the show notes. Like a yogi does slash workshops. And there you'll find everything you need to welcome more joy and pleasure and ease into your life. Until then, yogis, share this podcast. Give it a like, give it a review and be open curious explore that is all have a beautiful day yogis thank you for your energy and your effort the light in me honors the light in every single one of you namaste yogis